Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work-Life Balance Specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's a beautiful, sunny Wednesday. It's my favorite day of the week, January the 27th. We're almost to the end of January and the first month of 2016. And I don't know how all of you listeners are feeling, but I have to tell you that 2016 has really started off with a a huge amount of blessings and gratefulness for me and just true abundance coming into my life every day. And just the honor and privilege of doing this amazing radio show every week, interviewing entrepreneurs from all over the globe. So today is all about book seven. We have two dynamic co-authors from book seven. And our first co-author is from California, and her name is Sue Freeze. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about her before we welcome her to the show. It's it's not every day that you get to see a woman business owner who's been in the pest control industry, let alone Sue, who has done it for over 35 years. Sue is also known as the termite lady, and she offers alternative choices along with traditional methods to eradicate termites and pests. Susan and Nicola are dedicated to finding the best solution for your individual needs. And, and Sue is a, a woman, she is a colleague of mine, I'm privileged to call her my friend, but she is dynamic. She's an award-winning author, she's a public speaker, she has an amazing talk show, uh, radio show that we're going to talk about, so it's very nice to be on the other side of the mic interviewing a very seasoned radio show host. She is a successful business owner, entrepreneur extraordinaire. She's a competitive dancer, and then, of course, the thing that is near and dear to my heart is she's also a mom, so she's the epitome of work-life balance. So, Sue, welcome to the Book Radio Show. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. It's a privilege and an honor to be on the show with you. Well, it's nice to be on the other side of the night getting to interview you because I had the honor of being on your amazing show so let's just dive in because that's what I'd love for you to let the listeners know. Could you please talk about the amazing online radio show that you host and tell us a little bit about how it got going and its syndication and, and what you see for it for the future? Sure. Um, I just realized that it's not online, though. You can get it online. You can stream it. You can get it on iTunes or iHeart. But it is actually on radio. It's on FM and AM, uh, different stations in different counties. It covers all of Southern and Central California. It just keeps spreading, which is wonderful. Um, It's scripturally based, and it's based on the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Because when I was asked to do this, it was from a, a radio station that I advertised for my company, Cola, uh, for like 10 years. And they said, you know, we just, we just feel that you should have your own radio show. And at that time, you know, they took me out to lunch and I was already 
seated because I would have probably <laughs> needed to sit down because I'm like, like I don't have enough already, but okay. And then the next question was, what am I going to talk about? So when I was trying to come up with a name for the radio show, I came up with life in the in the you know days of our lives or you know lessons learned or anything like that because the show is about that. So I came up with really original name is Sue Freeze Show. Very original, right? And uh, the thing is, though, it's about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection, which kind of incorporates everything that we need to have in order for us to really live a victorious life. And the show is based on scripture, and I run my company, Ecola, on biblical principles because I have found that, you know, life is tough enough, but I found that I needed to have the Lord with me in order for me to uh, have a guidebook for life. And so I use those principles in my daily decisions. Well, and it's it's such a powerful uh, principle that you just said, because I know that you are a Christian woman, and I know that you live your life like a Christian. So for you to be transparent and also run your business on that says a lot about you. And I, I wanted to have some fun with you today, and I always... I'm a big lover of quotes, and I was looking for the best quote for you, and I was thinking, do I want a biblical quote, or I'm just going to do my research, and when I land on the quote that I think Sue will really embody and encompass and have a little laugh, it'll, it'll, it'll present itself. So I found this great quote for you, and it goes like this, faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. I like and, that. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> well, I'm going, to, I'm going to email it to you because as I was doing my okay. research, I thought Sue is going to love this because you do have your radio show on AMS and it, as I said, it has a huge, huge online presence. So when I saw the connection between faith and Wi-Fi, I thought Sue is going to love this quote. I'm going to send it to her. So, so that, that is why when I looked at that, when I found that yesterday, I thought about you. And what I want to ask you is, I know you you received a call from Jim, Jim like we all did, and I was wondering if you would just give us a little snapshot of that story and also why you chose to name your chapter The Change. Okay, so um, you're breaking up a little bit, Deb. So the question was, what was the first? The second was The Change. What was the first question? If you can tell us just a little bit about your story of getting the call from Jim and Jim and how you got involved in book seven. Well, I actually don't even know how they got my name. And still to this day, I don't know how they got my name. And at first, when they called me, they didn't think it was a fit because they were asking me questions and whatnot. And we were talking about termite, uh, termite control and my, my uh, business. And then when I started talking about the radio show and that my my desire is to give back, my desire is to give help to the helpless and hope to the hopeless because I've been there, I'm still, you know, I still struggle. I struggle with things all the time right now. You know, there's some trust issues and there's some attack coming my way and I just, sometimes I just feel, you know, like, okay, I know I'm supposed to live a victorious life, but sometimes it just feels like I'm, I'm getting pulled down and dragged down and, you know, people come in your life that maybe shouldn't be there or they're there for a reason for a season and then they're gone. Or people that you need to just, you know, have a wall or a bridge or whatever with. And so it's just every day is, you know, a new day. 
and every day is new life lessons. And so when I mentioned all of this to Jim and Jim, um, they said, you know, maybe this is a good fit for you. And, uh, you know, when they called me, I was going through, we are always going through change in our lives. You know, that's what makes it exciting, but sometimes it doesn't feel exciting. It feels overwhelming. But during that time, I was going through some major change. And to just have to sit back and say, you know, if you have a chapter in a book, and you want to write something. It's just like my, my, my weekly show. I always say, what is the message that's going to make a difference? What, what can I say that's really going to matter to the people listening? What am I going to say that I'm going to put words on a page that's going to really change or make something happen for people that maybe they're going to get a new perspective or a new set of glasses. They're going to see things from a, a different perspective that's going to make a change in their lives. My heart is to help people because there's been people put in my life through the Lord, in my opinion, uh, that have been there to support and pick me up when I couldn't, I couldn't get up on my own. And so I just want to be that support, that bridge, that, uh, that inspiring, encouraging word for people um, because there's been people there for me. And so I guess that's what it's all about. So when I mentioned this to Jim and Jim, they said, you know, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you'd be a good fit for this book. And I told them at the time they were working on chapter, uh, book, sorry, series six. And I said, you know, I'm really not into six. I really am a seven person because there's something about seven. It's the, the number of completion, you know, seven days. Um, so I, I just decided that I really wanted to be in book seven. So when they said, yes, you can be in book seven, I said, okay. And it wasn't probably many weeks after that you got the call to say, get your chapter ready, because we are just, I think we are now on book 11, Sue. Yeah, it happened very fast. I actually thought that by me not being in the book they were in, that I was going to have a little more time, but I didn't have much time at all. Well... We're such a powerful growing community and I mean I now I know this week alone we have launched into book 11 which is phenomenal and so we're now 220 240 co-authors and 24 countries and my question to you is now that you're involved in this powerful global community how does it make you feel and where do you see it uh, taking you both personally and professionally by being part of this community, Sue? Well, first of all, it's not my first book. It's my second book. I, we're having a, a reverb. I'm hearing me talk. Uh, anyway, so I, um, I wrote a book, a complete book on my own uh, called Learning to Breathe, and it was during a time when I had an accident and could not walk and wasn't sure I was going to be able to walk. That's a whole other story. So that book really brought up a lot of things because you have to think about timelines and when things happen, and it was a real eye-opener for me. And so everything we do in life, there's lessons to be learned. Everything that happens to us, we need to step back and just assess it. So this thing that with the change of this book is that there is a conglomerate, there is an affiliation, there is these, this wealth of people that I have not even tapped into. You've done a much better job than me, Deb, in this whole realm of people. And I'm looking so forward to getting to know each and every person that's part of this. I've not even had a talk with Jim Britt, which is my fault, not his. 
I have talked to uh, Jim Lutz, but I have not talked to Jim Britton. It's my own fault. Um, just because I just I haven't. I will. I will, and I'm looking so forward to the wealth of knowledge and information uh, that's available to us as an author in this book. And the people that I have connected with just it's just such a tiny. Uh, nucleus that I've gone in contact with, but those women are amazing, and to see what they're doing on Facebook and just um, everything that's happening right now, it, it opens up doors that probably wouldn't open uh, without it. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity for anyone that's thinking about it. Well, I couldn't agree more, and I'd love to talk about the collaboration that you and I have joined forces with a few of the other co-authors in in California and and Arizona. And we have pulled together a one-day women's conference on April the 15th, which I learned is tax day in California. So that might be a a Memorial Day for for a couple of reasons. But just tell us um, how you feel about teaming up with the other co-authors of the change and your vision for the day and and give us a little snippet of what you're going to talk about and and how you're feeling in general about this awesome event. Well, I'm feeling very excited about it, nervous about it because I want it to matter. I want uh you know all of us to be on the best of the best and I know we will be because that's who we are. Uh, but you know, I don't take it lightly. It's an important important mission. It's a new assignment, it's something big, it's grand, and I'm very excited about it. But I think it's very seriously important, you know, and so um, I put a lot on myself uh, as far as the delivery of the message, what is the message going to be, and I'm in prayer. I'm in heavy-duty prayer about it, and I'm going through a lot of personal, uh, there's a lot of negativity going on right now in my workplace. We blew up an engine yesterday, and a person got hurt uh, with his ankle on the job. And so there's a lot of negativity going on right now. And I just believe that, you know, there's breakthrough that's going to happen uh, for my company, but also for all of these new things, because for for much is given, much is required. And so I feel that, um, you know, there is this 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 feeling of, we're going to do major, wonderful things, and there's going to be breakthrough for the women that come to this event. And I believe that, um, you know, there is a spirit realm that doesn't want that to happen. And so there's forces out there that are not wanting it to happen, and we are going to walk in victory, and we're going to make sure that there's breakthrough for those that are coming. I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm I'm really living on that right now because there's so many things saying, oh, Sue, you know, oh, my goodness, you know, maybe we should just stop. And I'm like, no, we're not going to stop. We're going to push through this and we're going to be victorious. And, you know, as women, as human beings on this earth, there are things coming against us all the time. And so we want to be in an environment. We want to put ourselves, there's sacrifice because it's time and it's money that we work hard for. But it's so worth the investment when you're going to get all of this information and you're going to be around people that are making it happen. It's very exciting for me to be part of that. Well, and I I feel the same way, and I I think us all coming together just with the gratitude we have and just an infectious attitude for success and abundance, and we're all aligned as Christians, so 
I think nothing will stand in our way, but uh, just, you know, keeping a positive attitude and, and we'll draw in all these positive women and, and make an impact on that glorious day that we're going to have in April. So I, I feel the same way that you do. Now, I know that you're a dancer and I want to talk about that a little bit. And I, I was on your website uh, months ago uh, before you interviewed me on your radio show. And I see some very beautiful pictures of a younger Sue. And I see you with Dick Clark and I see you on American Bandstand. So I'd like to hear a little bit about that history and your dancing and, and what you're doing today with your dance. That's a wonderful, you know, highlight in my life. You know, things happen to us and we don't realize they're highlights until long later. And so we have to embrace every moment, don't we? But, um, yeah, in 1978 and 70, well, 77, 78, I was a regular on Dick Clark, American Bandstand. And I talk to people about that now and they're so young they don't even know what it is, but that's kind of funny. Um, anyway, so in 1978, my dance partner, TJ, and I, we each won a, a car on American Vans, and it was a national contest, and they do it once a year, and uh, we were the winners, and it was very exciting during that time. We did the New York Hustle, and we did Bookends, which is locking, Um, and, you know, since then, I got married and had children, and I didn't dance. For about 20 years, I didn't dance at all because I was so busy being a mother and taking care of my asthmatic son and my ADD and, you know, homeschooling and stuff like that. So I really had some time where I was just mothering, learning how to be a better wife, a better mother, a better person, uh, getting more into the word. And then um, when my kids got to high school age and they didn't need mom as much, I decided, you know what, I want to get back out there. So I got back out there and I got into the country scene and I started competing in the country scene. And then in uh, 2011, I was in a serious accident and I shattered my right leg and they weren't sure if I was going to be able to walk, let alone dance. And I told the surgeon, no, 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 you don't understand. I've got to dance. It's like so important to me. And I'm back on the dance floor. I have a commercial out where I actually um, am dancing and I fall through the stage because of termites. So it's really kind of a cute commercial. Uh, You can see it uh, if you want to by going to termitelady.com. You'll see the commercial. That's my company, termitelady.com. Easy to remember. Um, Also, uh, you know, the other thing that's really strong for me is the radio show, suefreeze.com. You can go to that website and uh, see things there. I've got pictures. I've got video there's a lot there that you can see the dancing. And for the last four years, I've been traveling all over the world um, dancing and teaching, and it's been really great. And there's a lot of free YouTube lessons that you can download and and learn how to dance in the privacy of your own uh, living room. So it's been really wonderful. I just I, I thank the Lord for, for all that I have been able to experience. It's been great. The past medical case manager, I love the tenacity that, you know, you had finding out what your injuries were from your accident. And I'm sure there was some true grit. And I talk about that every week on the show and tenacity that you were just going to figure out whatever way, whatever you could do to walk again, let alone dance. So I just think that's such a miraculous story. And it goes hand in hand with your personality that I'm getting to know a little bit better each week. But I want to talk about you as the woman in business, because I know, again, from reviewing your site, I know you've won some awards. So my question has two parts. One, I'd like you to tell us about the awards that you've won from your company. 
And I'd also like you to talk about the philanthropy that you do in terms of engaging your community, because I saw that you were involved in a very special event at Christmas time with some bicycles. So can you let us know about that? Well, I'll start with that. Yeah, uh, the Dream Center, it's an organization. Um, they put together a bike drive. They had so many bikes. I can't even give you the number, but it was amazing because we had a warehouse full of bicycles. And so they needed vehicles to actually deliver the bicycles to uh, children that would not be getting any gift, let alone getting a bicycle. And they had girls' bikes with the little tassels on the handlebars and then boys' bikes it was so wonderful. It was wonderful to be part of it. So uh, KKLA, the, the studio, the station that I that I am involved with for the last seven years, they called and they said, Sue, we know you have these big trucks that you use. Um, is there any way you could help us transport these bicycles? So we did that. My son, my uh, office manager, and myself, we all got up really early in the morning and went down to the Dream Center and picked up a whole bunch of bikes, stuck them in the truck, and then we delivered them. It was it was really fun, so I'm going to start there. As far as the awards, I can't even remember what awards I've, I've uh, received. I'm looking at my book here because it has some bio here, and it just says that, you know, Daily News Best. Um, I have some awards from the Chamber of Commerce, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, in Modern Marvels, we've been on the History Channel with Modern Marvels. KCAL 9, Women in Business, um, you know, I've gotten Businesswoman of the Year, and um, I'm just so grateful and thankful to be part of all of that, you know, and I, I guess my my biggest blessing for all of that is I've been in business now for 36 years, uh, started in 1981, uh, you know, I, I went from fashion to bugs, which is, is funny, I, I think it's so funny, you know. God has a sense of humor. But there was a reason, and I was very heavily involved in my church at the time that I purchased this company, and it's grown quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I take pride in knowing, I'm humbled beyond humbled, but I take pride in making it not about uh, just the numbers, but my employees are my ministry, and I really, really uh, try to impart and invest in my employees. Their stories are what makes me keep going is because of them. The opportunity that this company offers them is is wonderful. You know, they have opportunities to buy a car, to buy a house, you know, to just get on their feet and be good stewards with what what they are given, you know. Um, that's one of our main biblical principles is, you know, you do well with little and you get more. And I think that's such a wonderful, wonderful principle. And we live by that. You know, if a guy takes really good care of his vehicle because our trucks is what's out on the road. Um, if he takes really good care of it, when we have a new truck, we look at the people that have taken care of the truck they have, and if they take really good care of it, they're up for a new truck. So it's just utilizing what's right in front of us and teaching those lessons. And as a mother with children, those same lessons apply. You know, the children that take care of their bedroom, the, the children that do their homework, you know, they, they get more privileges because they, they abide by the rules in the household. They, they keep to their healthy boundaries. You know, and as parents, you know, sometimes we get pulled into, you know, the day-to-day. But if you think about the big picture, that we are only given these children for a, a few years. And, you know, they're, they're given to us so that we can teach them how to be adults. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's such a blessing. But we have to remember the, the, the goals, right, the big goals. Absolutely. The big the big picture of who we are and, and why we do what we do. And I'm, you know, the bit, the word that comes 
to mind when I think about you as a person, Sue, and how you run your business and just the excitement you have for life is you're very humbled about everything that comes your way and you don't have uh, aspirations or uh, expectations. You just, you let things unfold. Like you talked about your day yesterday and all the mishaps that can go on with our businesses logistically, but I think they're always in preparation for something good that's just around the corner. And and one of my yeah. favorite quotes is, you know, we have to find the opportunities tucked in the corner of each day. And sure, we're going to have bumps along the road, but just having that open mind and positive attitude, and I, I, it's very infectious, Sue. You're a very easy person to talk to and to be around, so I'm I'm really looking forward to April. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So I just thank you for that. I wanted you to. Do you have? Uh, are you speaking? Uh, in, I mean, you're very busy running your company. I know you have multiple locations and the radio show and dancing. Is there anything else that you have on the go? And could you remind our listeners the best way to get a hold of you, or if they also want to be a guest on your radio show, how would someone go about doing that? Thank you so much for uh, doing that because I do want um, people to be guests on my show. It's really important to me because everybody has a story, and I think those stories are lessons for each one of us. You know, if we can learn from someone else instead of going through the trials and tribulations on our own, how about that? That sounds like a wonderful, wonderful tool and message to get out there. So how someone would get a hold of me is to go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, like french fries, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. And also there is one other thing. Well, actually, I now have a TV show called the Sue Freeze TV Show that's on public broadcasting. And that's just started, so that's exciting. I'm, I'm having a launch, a celebration, actually, tonight. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's a whole new thing. On the radio, Deb, I know you can relate to this, but on the radio, you don't have to think about what you look like. You're thinking about what you're going to say. But when you get on TV now, you've got this whole other element you have to think about. You know, like, okay, what am I wearing? Do I have something in my teeth? You know, that type of thing. So it's like a whole other realm that you have that you have to think about. So it's, it's really interesting. But you know what I like about speaking, the speaking platform, like what we're going to do on April 15th, tax day? We've got to really promote the tax day thing. You know, that's a negative day for many people, so we can make it a positive day. You get rid of that and come see us. Anyway, um, the plus to that is, is that you can see your audience. You're, you're connecting to your audience. They're right in front of you, whereas on the radio or on TV, you can't see your audience. You can feel them spiritually, but you can't see them. So I'm really looking forward to that connection face-to-face, just being in a room full of wonderful, wonderful people. So I'm excited about that. So Sue Freeze, but like FriesWilmore.com. When you go there, there is one thing there that I think is, um, you know, you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I have a program. It's called the New I Ams. And the I Ams is what God says about you. You are victorious. Uh, you know, there's so many different I Ams. And this program, if you go on there, you'll see a video. And the video will explain how it works. But basically, you record your own voice. And then you get an MP3 or a CD and you listen to that over and over and over again because it says you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what we say matters a lot to us. We need to speak words, good words, not negative words, good words about ourselves. And we need to forgive others, but we also need to forgive ourselves. That's a whole other message for a whole other day. But I will tell you that each one of us is worthy because Jesus died on the cross for us. So we just need to understand that we are worthy and we are very valuable and we are very unique and very special. 
and we need to find that purpose in our lives so that we can really make a difference in this world. And that's my passion. That's my message. Well, and it comes out loud and clear, and I can just I can hear it in your voice. I can I can feel your passion, and I I'm just grateful that you gave me 30 minutes out of your busy schedule today. And and I'm going to leave you with I think a scripture that you need today, and especially with everything going on in your busy life, and that's Philippians 1 verse 6. God didn't bring you this far to leave you, so. The, the engine in that truck's going to get fixed and everything's going to fall into place and you'll just dance your way down the hall, Sue, and it'll all be fine. I just, I just know that. I just, you're so gregarious and upbeat and I can see why your staff loves you and the giving back that you give to your staff. I think a lot of employers could learn from you and I think that's attributable to your success. I really do. Well, thank you, Deb, and you're wonderful. I just thank you so much for uh, you being part of my life now. I, I, I'm just really thankful for that. So thank you so much, and you have a blessed day, okay? You too. Take care, and thanks for being on the show. All right. God bless. Just a great interview with uh, Sue Freeze out of Book 7, and I just love her kindred spirit, and I love her tenacity for just how she looks at running her business and her professional dancing after a leg injury, just someone we can really, really look up to. Before I head into our second author, I just want to remind our listeners, if you want to really encompass and meet all of the co-authors of the Change Book series, the website is www.thechangebookseries.com. And that will give you an overview of the book series. You'll get to meet Jim and Jim and, and read a little bit about their professional history. All the co-authors are listed by the book. And right now, the site is up to uh, the Change Book 8. 9 and 10 will be going on shortly. And like I mentioned uh, with my call with uh, Sue, the first interview, we've just started Book 11. So just phenomenal. So we are uh, heading down under now, and I'd like to introduce my second guest, and I'll just make sure, David, have we have we successfully got you on the line from Australia? Yeah, hopefully you can hear me, Deb. I can hear you perfect. So let me introduce you to the listeners, and then you and I will have a great chat. So David Campbell is also in Book 7. And David has a real passion for leading people. And he feels that it started uh, in his life and developed over the last 20 years. Uh, and he was also in the Navy. David has developed, uh, he has become an outstanding executive coach and mentor. And he's had many roles in his working life from being in the Navy to running the day-to-day -day affairs in the nonprofit sector, which had over a 1,000 members. He's also been an executive director of a charity, which provided skills training to IT students nationwide. And he's worked extensively in the Australian public service as a senior executive in leadership roles, as well as being an independent contractor. So what I love is David coins himself at being skilled at really, quote, getting where people are at. He feels it's a natural gift that plays very well into his leadership. 
So, David, welcome. How are things in Australia? Because I know it's early morning and you're a day ahead of us. So how are things? Well, the the sun hasn't yet come up, so it's <laughs> it's it's not bad. It, it's a nice sunny, or well, it will be a nice sunny summer day in uh, in Canberra here in Australia. Um, we had a little bit of rain yesterday, but generally, it's uh, the temperatures have been up around the the twenty seven, twenty eight mark. That's Celsius. Well, that I know it's uh, you're coming into your. What season are you launching into now? We're in, I'm in Canada, so it's very, very chilly here. <laughs> are you getting the snow that uh, that we're seeing on the TV? Um, I'm about a, an hour plane ride away from where they're getting dumped on. We got some, but we're, we've, we're having a very mild winter here. Right. So I wanted to let you know that um, we have something in common. I uh, worked for the Australian Department of Defence on contracts for six years, and I've actually been to Canberra, Australia, and it was quite lovely. It, it's a it's a stunning city. It, it really is so different from all the other cities in Australia, and, and I hope you enjoyed your, your time working here. I, I enjoyed my time, and I think Australians are the friendliest people in the world. Well, thank you for that. So I, I'm excited to talk to you about uh, your chapter, but what, I, what I'd like to ask you first is, could you let our listeners know what your passion is right now and what you're doing in your business as an entrepreneur currently? Well, my, my biggest passion is, I suppose, seeing particularly small business people um, move their business and their staff to that next level. They've, they've just reached this, this barrier and they're not sure where to go from here. And, uh, and my passion is, is sitting down with them, working through a business strategy, working through the planning, uh, coaching and training them and training their team to reach that aha moment that they can have that, um, that just accelerates their business up into that next level, into that next bracket of whatever it is that they're looking to deliver. And and are you doing that through executive coaching or are you leading groups in instruction or how are you going about doing that, David? At the moment, um, it's primarily one-on-one -on -one coaching with some group coaching into organisations. Um, and I'm also doing uh, group training, uh, particularly in soft skills, uh, management skills and, and dealing with difficult people skills, those sort of things with various organisations. So uh, that, that's how it's sort of, um, it's manifesting itself at the moment. Uh, but this year I've also decided that, uh, that I'm going to take on the, the John Maxwell coaching qualification. So I'm hard into into doing that. John is not particularly well known over here in Australia, but the material that he produces is uh, is absolutely extraordinary. So I've decided that that's my next professional development step, and I think that'll open up a, no a number of doors in terms of um, of running uh, masterclasses and uh, those sort of group activities as well. Well, that's exciting, and I, I know as professionals, we always have to lean in and 
always work on our own personal development because I just think it makes us holistically better and and helps us prepare for, for growing in our business professionally. So my question for you is, uh, we are now on book 11, David, in the change, and we are a growing yep. powerful community with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz. And I'd love for you to tell the listeners about how you um, decided to be in book seven, and more importantly, what excites you about being part of this community? Um. Okay, so so how I decided to be in, in the book. Um, it, it was interesting. I've been blogging for a period of time uh, on my greatest passion of leadership. And I got an email from the gyms uh, asking if I might be interested in having a phone call to, to talk about the book. And uh, and I must admit, I, I was about to skim over it like you do with so many of these emails that you get. And something just caused me to, to pause on it a moment and I had a, a better read of it. And I thought, well, yeah, let's, let's have a look. Um, I've always been personally challenged by what I've seen through my own life as, as uh, my inability to communicate in writing, um, which was really, it was a barrier for me. It was something I knew I could do, but I'd sort of written it off and said I couldn't. I don't know whether you've experienced that in your life, but um, but for me, I, I sort of thought, you know, there's no way I'd ever write a book and there's no way I'd ever, anyone would ever pick that up and read it. But this opportunity came up and I spoke to the gyms about it and and I thought, I've I've just got to do this. I've got to overcome this barrier of, of my own negative thinking. And, um, and so it was an opportunity for me to, to jump in and do that. So that's why I jumped in. Um, I found it a great challenge to sit down and actually work out what I was going to write on. Uh, but once I started, it was then a great challenge to try and keep it to the uh, the limited 3,000 words that we had. So so that was exciting from that point of view. That that whole journey of writing the book for me was, was an exciting journey. Um, in terms of... Um, the, I'm trying to think of the second part of the question that you asked. Um, what what excites you about being part of our global community and just and being in the hub of over 200 entrepreneurs globally? Right. Look, I'm I'm finding it fascinating just watching what people are doing. Um, I must admit that the distance causes me a degree of angst because I see all these things that are happening and I. I hear about people getting together and that sort of stuff. And uh, and I think, yeah, okay, that's actually really difficult from over here. Um, but I'm I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm trying to track down a list of, uh, of the Australian authors. Um, but just last week, I got a call from, from a chap in book one um, who just wanted to touch base. And, uh, and I found that really exciting, just talking to somebody who, who'd been through that same shared experience and, and just reaching out to, to other people. Um, I'm actually doing a cruise uh, over to Hawaii in March with my wife and, uh, and one of the authors in book seven is over in Hawaii. So, uh, so I'm going to catch up to Emmy over there and, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that opportunity of, um, of just meeting these other people but then you throw on top of that the fact that you can contact 
the gyms and and have a have a talk to them about issues and and I've had a couple of uh, phone calls with Jim Lutz about just ways to to leverage the book and and I've uh, I've tried a few of those and and uh, some have been successful others haven't um, I love his uh, his strategy of the two books as he goes into a, a cafe or a meeting or whatever and that's worked for me. Um, I've managed to to uh, give books to people and and uh, had people ring me as a result of that. So, you know, I, I'm just finding that it's it's stretching me into this this new community of people, um, and I, I'm finding that um, you know how, how do I now move forward with that? And it's it's causing me these challenges, which which I'm loving. And, uh, you know, just looking at ways that I can reach out and connect and, and trying to think of new ways that I can joint venture with people, um, you know, doing the radio show with you. Uh, you know, there have to be other ways that I can, I can do those sort of connections and, and start building that network in a much more dynamic way. Well, I've got a couple of things to tell you. So in book six, in the Change Book 6, uh, there is an author by the name of Peter Thurin that you absolutely need to connect with. He was on last week. Uh, he's happy because I coined him the first Australian to be on the radio show. He is a, a dynamic speaker, and he is in Melbourne. And Emmy Augustine is just a sweetheart, and I know she's in seven with you. But there's also um, Kim Lucian is also in Hawaii. And uh, there's an author from book nine or book 10. Um, you'll have to forgive me because I, I speak to almost all of you. So I forget who's in what book. Uh, Shelby Molshman. And she's also moving to uh, Hawaii. So I can introduce you to all of them after the show and, and get those connections going for you, David. That'd be wonderful. I'd look forward to that. I, it's, it's part of my uh, fun that I get every Wednesday is I, I'm kind of that center of the wheel amongst all of you, and, and I'm loving it because each week someone is saying, I'm here and I'd like to meet someone, or I'm off like you, you're going off to Hawaii, and it's, it's just such a beautiful experience, and I wanted to just touch upon something that you said a few minutes ago about uh, you know, starting to write and getting rid of the negative thinking. And I think that we all have those self-limiting beliefs, but it's just such a wonderful accomplishment to break through. And and I was working on a, on a whole book on work-life balance when Jim and Jim called. And, and my mindset was 3,000 words are going to be a lot easier than 45,000. And when I got into the writing, like you did, David, I felt the same way. And it's, it's kind of catapulted and helped me continue on with my own book that I'm hoping to publish later on this year. So I, I totally resonate with what you're saying there. And I, I get that mindset. And I just would love for you to give us uh, a couple of uh, reasons and why you not only why you decided to be in the book, but I'd like you to talk about how you chose your title, releasing the leader within you, 
And who is Ross Campbell? Because the first line of your chapter was in memory of Ross Campbell. So tell us about that. Sure. Okay. Um, I hope I don't get too emotional over that one. Um, I'll I'll do who Ross Campbell is first. Um, Ross Campbell is actually my father. Um, and uh, I think we had to have the book submitted by the 30th of June. And uh, and so we, we did that. Um, Dad, unfortunately, passed away on the 11th of July. Uh, so basically 11 days after the, the book was submitted. And... Um, and the first thing I thought, you know, once I sort of got my head around all of that, was was to see whether Jim would mind if I uh, I dedicated the chapter to to Dad, and um, and so I emailed Jim and he said, absolutely no problem whatsoever, and and he put it in. Uh, look, the the reason I dedicated it to Dad was that um, Dad was a very quiet man. Uh, he, he was a surgeon by by qualification. Um, but a very quiet man, very quiet father. He uh, he really got alongside people, and and his leadership style of of his four son, of three three sons and, and one daughter was very much get alongside, work with the person, uh, and educate them into whatever it was that that he happened to be doing. And, and that was certainly Dad's style with me. And uh, and so in terms of, of that whole leadership uh, and probably where I am now with my leadership is uh, a, a lot of it is, is the genesis of the seed that was sown by Dad. And uh, and so that's why I, I decided I wanted to, to dedicate it to my father. So so that's, that's why uh, his name appears at the beginning of the chapter. Um, in terms of the title, Releasing the Leader Within You, um, I, I say in the beginning of the chapter that, that um, you know, you can learn to lead. And so many of us aren't leading. You know, we, we lead in our homes. We lead in our workplace. Even if you're, you're not the boss, if you're not the supervisor, um, you can still lead. And, uh, and it's, it's something that we can learn to do. We can learn to release within our lives. And uh, and so many people that I see have this leadership ability that is just locked up. And that's that's why I'm talking about releasing it. It's uh, it's freeing it from from the shackles that we've placed it in, and actually stepping out and and taking on the role that we've actually got within our our own DNA in essence. So, uh, so for me, releasing is what it's all about. Well, I I loved your chapter. That's another privilege that I get every week. Is I read everyone's chapter before the radio show because I want to pull out something that resonated with me, and I think that the chapter of your title is so perfect and so heartfelt that you did it in memory of your dad and something else we have in common David is my dad's name was David and his middle name was William and when he passed away I decided to name my consulting business so I took a little part of David and a little part of William and I created the word Davwill and that's the name of my company Davwill Consulting Inc so 
I think your dad mm. is probably very humble and looking down at the beautiful words that you created. And there's one, um, there's one bit out of your chapter that I'd like to read for the listeners because I like how you've intertwined your experience and education from being in the Navy. So I just would like to read a little bit for the listeners. So it's on page 112 in David's chapter called Releasing the Leader Within You. And there's a subtitle that says Leaders are Visionary. And it's a nice value add to what David was just talking about. So here's what David wrote. Leaders need to have a vision, not just in your head. You need to have your clear and concise vision written down so it can be passed on to the team. You need to know the vision inside and out. The vision must be burned into your very being so that when the storms of life hit, your commitment to the vision will hold you on your course. Everything that you do should contribute to realizing the vision. Leaders remain focused on their vision. One of the classic lines used in Naval Officer Performance Evaluations in relation to leadership is, quote, sailors would only follow this officer out of idle curiosity, end quote. Such an officer is an example of a leader without a vision or the ability to communicate it. There is a great proverb that reminds us, quote, where there is no vision, the people perish, end quote. A leader must be able to communicate their vision. And I just, I think that's so beautifully written and it makes me think, it makes me think of Jim Lutz, to be perfectly honest, and Jim Britt. But Jim Lutz always talks about being a leader with vision and not getting caught up in the ifs and, and what ifs and what if this happens and getting caught in creativity mode and certainly not being myopic. And I think that you've done a beautiful job in your chapter. And there's one part of the chapter that you ask, uh, you say, am I a leader? And then you go on to say, if you can answer yes, keep reading. If you still have questions, then you need to go back and reread the beginning of the chapter. So I love the humor that you instilled, but you're making the reader be accountable. So how did, as you were articulating this and, and writing, is this how you were feeling, and do you consider yourself to be a leader of people, David? Um, yeah, look, I, I definitely consider myself to be a leader of people. Um, I, I find it fascinating throughout my life that, you know, when I get involved with people and with things and, and you know, various projects, I seem to float to the top in terms of people turning and saying, well, look, can you take us this next step? Um, and I, I find that that that's where my leadership is. You know, people see that mantle on you, and and they they say, well, you know, this is the person we're going to follow. Uh, you know, it happened recently in a in a club meeting that I was in. Uh, I'm, I'm part of a four wheel drive club, and uh, and they they were looking for a president, and they just simply turned to me and said, "You're the person." Um, so, you know, that, that leadership for me is something that always seems to, to percolate to the top. In, in terms of what you were saying about, about vision, um, it's always 
absolutely always been a passion of mine. I, I remember years and years and years ago reading, or not reading, sorry, listening to a sermon in church and, uh, and the chap there was talking about having your own personal vision and sitting and writing it down. And it was such a challenge to me that I went away and I wrote down my personal vision. And I actually go back to that vision every single year and I readjust it if it needs readjusting. Um, but everything that I do, everything that I, I work on in terms of a project moving forward, so even, even looking at things like writing the book, I was able to go back to my vision and say, does this align with my vision? If not, it's an easy decision to say no. But if it does align with the vision, then you're in a position to know that that's, you know, it, it's your next step. Um, and it, it's one of the things I do with businesses. Uh, when I first go in, you know, I talk to them about what their vision is. And then I talk to them about where they're at now. And, and I say, so do the two align? Are, are, they, are these things lined up or have you drifted away from your vision? And, you know, my, my business partner talks a lot about bling, um, you know, seeing shiny things off to the side and it, it distracts you over to that nice thing. And that takes you away from your vision. And so it, for me, I, I suppose my personality style is one of very much being focused, being logical, being very purposeful. And so having that vision is, is the thing that can keep me really locked into the track of where I'm going, what I'm trying to achieve. Well, and I, I think those are important traits of being a leader. I just had a very interesting interview before yours with uh, Susan Fries from, from California, and she said, you know, she basically had a rough day yesterday at her office, and all things that could have gone wrong did go wrong, but she just keeps her faith. She's a Christian woman, and it's just stuff, and it's stuff that we are able to process and move along in our day, and that's why I love that every day is a new day. It's a clean slate, and it allows us to, to just find our greatness and, and opportunities that are tucked in the corners of each day, and I think having a positive attitude and being that real mentor or leading with that positive attitude, those are the kind of people that I feel are in the Change Book series. So I, I'm happy that, that you're reaching out, and I'm definitely going to make some introductions for you today. Could you, you let our listeners know, um, there's a few answers I'd like to have from you. How can people get in touch with you, and do you have any programs or events that you're working on that are coming up uh, this year that you could uh, let us in on? Um, sure. So... The easiest way for people to get in touch with me, uh, at the back of the chapter, I've actually got some contact details. Um, and if you go to my website, that's www.stateyourbusiness.com.au. Um, Jim, Jim fell over that one a couple of times by leaving the AU off and, and the email kept dropping out. Uh, but uh, So going there or going to Skype or going to Facebook, uh, David H.F. Campbell, um, all of those will get in touch with me. Uh, and, I, and I'd love to talk to any of the listeners uh, in, in relation to, to what I've written, how I'm feeling, or, or indeed any, uh, any work that we might be able to do together. Uh, so that, for me, that would be exciting. Um, in terms of things that I've got going forward, uh, 
this year for me is looking to further develop the, the professional development of myself. So I will be coming over to Orlando in, in August um, to attend the, uh, the live training that John Maxwell's running. I do have a couple of free days over there, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping to, to see if I can catch up with people over there. Uh, I've got to do a bit of research around you know, who is close to Orlando. I, I know roughly where it is in the States, but, um, but uh, whether there are people from the Change Series there, I don't know. So I need to sort of chase that one through a little bit. Um, uh, in terms of if people are in Australia, uh, I'm looking to start a couple of master classes very shortly um, using the John Maxwell um, material. So if certainly if they're looking to be in, in the Canberra region, then coming along to those sort of things would be wonderful. Um, other than that, it's about where I'm at. Uh, I'm still very early in the stage of, of trying to work out what joint ventures I could uh, I could enter into, and, and I must admit I'm, I'm looking forward to being introduced to to some of the people from around Australia, so that I can uh, I can have discussions with them about you know what can we do together. So um, yeah, it's it's sort of a, a year of, of I suppose personal development for me with a with an element of, of reaching out in there. I can tell you that Disney World is in Orlando. So if you, you know, if you want to execute that inner child, you could add a couple of days on and uh, hang out with uh, Mickey and Minnie. I'm going to introduce yes. you to uh, Peggy Steelson. She is a wonderful coach and relatively new to the change, and she is in Florida. But I, I want the listeners to really hear what I'm going to say to David. And, you know, as part of this global community, just put your post in our Facebook group and you will have an outpouring of love and support and connections that will just blow you away because we, we wouldn't have met otherwise, David, if it wasn't for Jim and Jim. So we've got that online presence in our group and I encourage you to go to the Changebook uh, website, which is thechangebookseries.com. All of the, the books are listed. All of the authors are listed. You can click on their name. It will take you to their website. But more importantly, I encourage you to write a blog and submit it. Um, Jim and Jim are always asking us to do that. And now that there's, you know, 230, 240 of us, there's, there's lots of uh, room to go around and, and share that opportunity. Uh, my other question is, have you had a phone call with Jim or Jim since you've you said you talked to Jim a couple of times. Have you ever had an opportunity to talk to Jim Britt? No, I've never had a chance to talk to Jim Britt. Well, that's that's my challenge for you today. You you need to reach out because you you brought up some good uh, goals for yourself for this year and some of the things that you would like to see happen. And and he's an email or a phone call away. So I encourage you to do that. It's, it's always a privilege. When I see his name pop up on the call display and my phone is ringing, that a man of his stature is a phone call or email away for me. And I feel so humbled and so grateful and so privileged to be 
uh, amongst all of you, quite frankly. And we really have this amazing, I, I want to call it a central repository because I think it's the best way to describe it of global talent. And many of the co-authors I get to speak to on a regular basis. And I'm just a little farther down the road from you on this venture just because I was in book five. But I encourage you to reach out, David, because um, you'll get nothing but support and excitement and, and people will want to work with you. Mm. I will certainly take that on as a challenge, Deb, because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I would really like to, to push into, um, certainly this year. So, yeah. Well, consider yourself pushed. How's that? <laughs> I, so I like the I, challenge. I, I, I want to say thank you because I know it's, uh, it's very early in the morning and I know that you're already a day ahead of us. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Like I said to Peter two weeks ago, I could sit and listen to an Australian speak all day. I love the accent. And I just want to wish you sincere abundance this year, David, and, and keep being the leader that you're being. And I'm so glad that you're in the Change Book series. And I look forward to meeting you one day and wish you nothing but the best. Thanks very much, Deb. You have a great day. Yeah, will do. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the Change Book Radio Show. And we just had two, you know, another week of two dynamic co-authors. And this week they were both from Book 7. So I encourage all of you to reach out to Sue Freeze. SueFreeze.com. She runs an amazing uh, online and AMFM radio show and is always looking for guests and extended that invitation to everyone today. And I'd love for you all to reach out to David Campbell, just an outstanding executive coach in Australia who's looking to align with more co-authors. So this is Deb Crow, your Work-Life Balance Specialist, and thank you for spending an hour with me on your Wednesday afternoon. And I'm going to leave you with a quote today from Erica Jong. And the trouble is, if you don't risk anything, you risk even more. So have a great day, everybody, and have a great week. And I will meet you back here next week on Wednesday at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. My last piece of advice, my PS before I sign off is go and help a stranger today. It'll just make you feel wonderful.